All right, everybody, welcome back to the Millennial Sales Podcast. This is your host, Tommy Tahoalemo, episode 246. Uh, stoked to be with you here. Uh, this is the show where young salespeople go to get better at their careers, make more money, um, advance in a sales career, get the next job, whatever it might be. We're here. We're on the path. Uh, excited for this Monday, last week of the month. For some of you, it's the last week uh, of the quarter. So God bless everyone that's on the Salesforce calendar that's getting after it. I hope the sales gods are with you. Um, today, I've got a great guest, uh, Daniel Huang. Um, he is a mid-market AE over at HubSpot. Uh, we met through the powers of LinkedIn. And um, you know, Daniel was formerly a rep at, at Keep Trucking and Demand Force. Uh, he's an avid home cook and a self-proclaimed former mediocre power lifter. Um, but what we really talk about in this episode is Daniel's search for his dream job, which he landed at HubSpot recently, um, and how he did that. He was very methodical and strategic in how he built out his network and how he was aggressive. And, and uh, it was, it's just a great story. I'm super happy for him that he, he mapped that out. And so for anyone that is going through a similar journey of trying to find the right company, trying to find the right job, maybe they're not happy where they're at, Maybe they're open to exploring whatever it is. Um, I think that Daniel is going to uh, make an impact on you. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. Before we get to Daniel, uh, well, let's give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Postal.io. Uh, Postal is a curated experience marketing platform that helps you cut through the noise. Um, you know, basically, they help you customize gifts and things that you send to customers or partners or prospects. And um, I think that's it's never been more important than now uh, where we're not really seeing people in person. It's a great way to break uh, the ice uh, virtually. And uh, we're going to be putting together some cool events and packages and stuff the second half of the year. Uh, until then, you can go to postal.io and learn more about them. Um, hit me up. LinkedIn is probably the best place. Tom Malamo, but I'm on Twitter and Instagram every day. Tommy Tahoe. Um, would love to connect you there on a more personal level. Um, and make sure to, that you're subscribed and, and uh, leaving reviews here on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're tuning in. That's what helps this show grow. Um, get off my soapbox. Let's get you to my conversation with Daniel. It's Monday. Let's get after it. Let's go. All right. Daniel Huang, good evening. Welcome to Millennial Sales. How are you? Tom, stoked to be here, man. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. We got the, uh, what is it? Uh, the home cooker, the personal finance ninja, and the formerly mediocre amateur power lifter in the room here. Very excited to, uh, to be chopping it up with you. Flattered. Flattered. There is no such thing as a professional power lifter. So I think everyone is a power lifter is amateur. Uh, is that but yes. though, like Olympic Olympians? Uh, I mean, Yes, they're amateur as well, but weightlifting, specifically Olympic weightlifting, is actually an entirely separate sport. It's the uh, it's the it's a sport that athletic people actually do. Powerlifting uh, is slow lifting, and it's what all the unathletic people do. <laughs> That's what I used to do. I don't even do that anymore. Okay. Now I'm just a normal. Yeah, I got you. I got yeah. you. Um, well, first and foremost, uh, your your rep and rep view right now. We were just riffing on them a little bit. Uh, you got a lot of love for RepView, so let's just let's start there. What what's what's the shirt all about? Yeah, well, first of all, the shirt is super soft. 
uh, Ryan Walsh, great job. It's super soft. It's cut very well. It fits me perfectly. Um, but I'm probably going to butcher the pitch here. So don't, don't kill me, Ryan, but it's, it's a website that's out in the internet. And I definitely recommend you guys check them out. Repview.com R E P V U E. And they're essentially like everything Glassdoor wants to be, but made by salespeople for salespeople. Uh, so it's all data points that are gathered from people who actually work at, at the companies that they're reporting on because they're registering with their work email, but all the data is, is anonymized and you're going to get deep salary insights, base OTE top performer earnings. Uh, I think they even have like broken down by SDR by uh, AE role for 400 of the top sales orgs in the U S right now. And you can go in, it's free. You do have to sign up again. All the data is submitted by people who have work email addresses registered. And so you can get in there and you can see all that stuff. And you'll know that right even before you start interviewing and get yourself into that process. Looking for a job. That's about the closest thing to a free ad that has ever occurred on this podcast. Rep for you. I'm coming for you for a sponsorship. You're uh, welcome, Ryan. After this. <laughs> he owes you a, another shirt. Um, uh, I'm, well, I'm still waiting I'm, for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'll definitely check them out. Um, and congrats on the new role you just landed uh, as of today. I think today's what day three over at, at HubSpot. Yeah. Today is day three. And I learned a really neat phrase from my new boss. He taught me this phrase drinking from the fire hose. Yeah. So when he, when he shot that over to me from a text message, I never saw it before. And I Googled it and I've been using it every day. It certainly feels like I'm drinking for, from a fire hose right now. But yeah, super stoked for my new gig at HubSpot day three today. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like the, uh, the interview process was arduous. It was uh, maybe you took a different, sounds like you were pretty strategic, but you also just really kind of plunged all in. So I'd love to start there and just learn a little bit about you know, while you were looking for the HubSpot gig and, and kind of searching around for the, your next opportunity, what that process was like. Yeah, totally, Tom. So the, the HubSpot interview process itself was very straightforward. Uh, so it, this is nothing to do with HubSpot. It's everything to do with Daniel Huang and how Daniel Huang approaches interviewing, <laughs> right? So big shout out to all the managers that interviewed with me at HubSpot. You guys are awesome. And I had a great interview process. So that wasn't it. Uh, the reason why it was arduous and what we were riffing on early before we started recording is I went all in on my side where I essentially eliminated all semblance of work-life balance. And I just dedicated myself fully to, to LinkedIn essentially and putting myself out there and coming out from the shadows of being a lurker and just giving every fiber of my being to building my brand online so I can get someone like HubSpot to notice me and, and help, and help my journey through the interview process that way. Um, so I think it was actually mid March where I emerged from the shadows, so to speak, and put up my first crappy post that got no engagement and no viewership <laughs> at all. And it was terrible. I think it was even a reshare. So it got even worse engagement. And then, you know, two and a half, three months later, here I am. Right. And like along the way I picked up, I picked up a job interview with HubSpot, which just happens to be one of the coolest companies in the world. And it happens to be uh, a company I admire and it happens to be my dream job. So, you know, I couldn't be more thankful. So when you, 
we're talking about you know building a brand and want to do that to, to kind of stand out in the interview process, which by the way, is a very smart strategy. Uh, what were some of the steps that you took outside of just, you know, I guess posting? Well, I think I was actually very fortunate in my timing. Uh, you know how LinkedIn now has that 100 connection invite limit per week. That's, that's imposed I've, on everybody. I've, I've heard that. I, I don't, I don't know. I haven't tested that myself, but I I've heard that, or I've seen other people post about it. Yeah. So I, I actually go up against that limit every week now. Uh, okay. but when I first started, there was no limit. So it, I, I started around 900 followers and connections right around that number. And when I first started going into it, I essentially just wanted to build up my feed, meaning I wanted to get more content that I like to consume myself as a sales professional so I can up-level my own abilities and learn as much as I could. So what I started doing was just liking anything I liked, commenting on anything that I liked, and then adding the person who posted that post to my connections. And I would just send everybody a blank connection request because according to James Say What Sales, uh, James Say What Sales Buckley, that's the way to do it, right? So I, yeah. I just sent blank connection requests to everybody. Most people ignored me. The people who accepted became part of my network. And I just kept going. It was just, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on your podcast, balls to the wall every single say day. Say whatever you want. All right, I want balls to the wall, Tom. And <laughs> yeah, it was just every day building my feed, me consuming, me learning. But, but also what I started doing as well is uh, I started sending this recorded Memoji of myself and it was templated. So I tried to make it sound not templated. I think I might have even sent one to you, but maybe I didn't. Uh, but is that what that's called? A memoji? Did I send one to you? You did. Yes. I didn't know that had a name yet. I've never yes. even seen that before. So here's a cool thing it's actually a stock feature on iPhone. You don't have to download anything, you can just use the memoji feature and essentially it's a talking head it's a memoji but it's animated and you can record yourself so i recorded a seven second clip of myself saying hey thanks for connecting nice to meet you cheers and, but i sent that to every single person i connected with and i sent it to probably 1500 people before i stopped but in the early days i sent it to every single person and then people who responded i would have a conversation with every single person on linkedin no matter who it was and I just wanted to do it because I wanted to put myself out there. I had never even networked before in my entire career. I was always very passive. And this was just my, my way of making up for lost time and seeing what happened when I had no agenda. Like I didn't even know who some of these people were. I wasn't trying to get a job. I was just trying to talk to them. I was trying to build rapport. I was trying to practice my small talk. Right. And then mm -hmm. what do you know? Obviously what happened is that now I met, maybe 25 people who I have very deep connections with, even though we've never met in person. And it's sort of crazy to think that I didn't know any of them three months ago. So it's been a wild ride for sure. And it helps that I got a job along the way, but yeah, it's been, it's been crazy, man. It is. It's, um, it's hard to describe, but I did, you know, I was on the job hunt about a year ago. Uh, I left a job that I was at for about five years and left the job without lining something up, which I wouldn't advise right during the beginning of a global pandemic, but that's what happened. And uh, so I did the same thing. I was just adding a ton of people and connecting and joining these webinars and all this stuff. And I, I, I have made some truly great friends on LinkedIn 
uh, that, you know, we text all, you know, quite frequently, we'll hop on zooms every few weeks, all this stuff. And, um, you know, I, I haven't met most of them. Uh, I did this like 10 thing re webinar series with Richard Harris. I've never met the guy, but he's like a, a good friend of mine now. And it's, it's just so interesting. Uh, and, and really amazing how you can connect and the internet makes things so much smaller. So I love that you did that. Um, did that spur an interview with any companies or with HubSpot? Like, was that, was that part of the conversation? Like them mentioning your personal brand, or if you want to speak about just in general, not HubSpot in particular, were companies, uh, you know, intrigued by that as part of the interview process. Absolutely. hundred thousand percent. And I don't think HubSpot will get me in trouble for saying this, but that's how my opportunity with HubSpot came about. I actually saw one of their managers make a post on LinkedIn about how to interview better. So his advice was about if you're interviewing, especially with him, but just in general, ask clarifying questions, show that you're interested in digging deeper and, coincidentally, that's actually a great trait for a salesperson to have. If you're in a sales interview, you should be digging deeper into your interviewer's answers to your own questions. Right. right. And so, uh, at, at the, at the fear of liking the posts and having my current employer at the time, see it I actually did not like it, but I added them blank connection requests, same James, say what sales Buckley style. And he accepted, I sent him the emoji, the templated seven second emoji. And his response was, hey, I'm sure you saw my post, but are you by chance interested in, in HubSpot? You know, that was a gist. And I said, let me think about it. 20 seconds later, when do you want to talk? Tuesday or Wednesday, right? And so it was just such a no-brainer. And that's all she wrote, man. And here I am, day three, HubSpot, mid-market AE, dream job. It's crazy. So People talk all the time about, um, you know, well, what's the ROI of, of building the brand? Like, what's the, why, why would I do that? Why would I spend the time? Uh, and there it is right there. You know, it's right there that, you know, we, I won't even, I won't even get into comp. I won't even get into, you don't you need know, to, yeah, Repview. There you are. Yeah. <laughs> there you you know, we don't need to talk about it. Just go to Repview. You can find all yeah. the comp information there. You'll see exactly how much money I make. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to check that out after the show and I'll, I'll let everyone else know, Hey, this is how much Daniel's pulling in. Um, but, but seriously, you like, you just landed the job at, you know, a dream company, a great job for you that not to say that you wouldn't have gotten the job without it, but you wouldn't have had an easy conversation queued up for you with a manager there that easily. If you didn't, if you weren't putting in the work there, um, it just really, lessened your the work that you had to put in like probably throughout the interview process because to even get a first interview is probably really hard there i wouldn't know honestly but i would like to think that all this effort had a lot to do with my ability to get through the interview process uh it actually allowed me to structure my answers around all this effort i put in, into my social media presence and brand building yeah so that was actually in fact the answer to a lot of the interview questions i had to answer yeah. Um, and then I will say that I do also get a lot of those questions that you just talked about, Tom, about what is the ROI? What, what is the value of spending three, four, sometimes ungodly number of hours on LinkedIn every day outside of your normal job? Why are you doing that, Daniel? Isn't that crazy? Don't you have something else to do? And <laughs> I said, you know what, what's the alternative? I could just do nothing 
And then I'll just be sitting back and complaining about my current situation like everybody else is who's also doing nothing. So either I dedicate myself to something that I really, really want for a short period of time and think of it as a sprint and I can rest later, or I could just be like everybody else and not be differentiated from the crowd. You know, so to me, that was a very easy decision. I admire the shit out of that. That's a great move. And uh, you mentioned that you've, you kind of laid it all out there during the job process too, of just like you went all in, right? Like you, you put it a ton of time and effort and energy and kind of like, you know, drain the tank doing that. And um, I think that's also a very normal thing that we go through ebbs and flows, right? And just like a, I hate to be like the salesperson that like always uses the sports analogy, but it's just, it's like <laughs> in a, it is like in a sports season, you know, where it's like, Hey, the, you, you might peak a couple times a year. Like I was a tennis player, right? There's four grand slams. You peak four times a year. Um, and so you peaks at certain times, then you got to like chill a little bit. You got to fill up the tank and do things that you like to do and all that. So um, it sounds like you're in the, in the midst of kind of ref, refilling uh, the tank, so to speak. Yeah. And I'm always down for meathead analogies, right? In meathead <laughs> world, it's called periodization. It's okay. where you accumulate fatigue and volume and then you peak in a certain season, right? And so like, if you think about football, they're in peak physical condition for four months a year, right? Then they take a couple of months off because they wreck their bodies and run into brick walls for four months. And then they spend the rest of the off season building back up for the next season. And then, then, then they go balls to the wall again for four months. So that was the same way for me as a power lifter back when I used to compete and for my job search, that was the same way I approached it too. I just knew that there was going to be a point where I had to peak, which was my final panel interview with HubSpot. And that was going to be the day where I had to show up, be at my best and perform. And I would give everything to that day. I even wrote a post about it where that was one of the biggest days of my life. I even talked about it during an interview, but it was true. And it, Definitely helps to have this great support system like my wife. She just completely understood what I was doing. And so no questions. I just was able to do that with her full support. So I love you, Clinda. And, you know, that 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 was the day, man. And then after that, I was like, I, I cried a little bit. And I was like, wow, like I just did that. And then I got the job offer that day, right? So, you know, it, it was it was all worth it in the end. And now I can look back and be like, wow, I can't believe I did that. I was a crazy person for five weeks. I was just insane you know and it's it's almost like i i can't believe myself that i did that but I, I think for anything that's worthwhile and you put your heart and soul into it i think that's how we always feel absolutely and it's worth it it's worth it on the other side when you get that when you got that offer letter man you must have just been so excited i couldn't wait man i was like do, do i really have to wait until tomorrow to get this offer letter i, I was I was trying not to screw it up, but once I got the verbal, I was so, I was so ecstatic. I was over the moon. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, uh, congrats again. Um, I think the takeaway that I'm getting from this is like, I think there's no bad time to build your brand because you never know when you're going to need it. You don't, you probably, you may not control the next time you need a job, right? Anyone out there, uh, it, it may not be up to you depending on how things go in your career. And so it's always good to kind of plan that out ahead. Um, I love the strategic nature that you took. I love going in ebbs and flows. Anything else that you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to? Tons. <laughs> but, but we're not the Joe Rogan podcast here. So no two and a half hour long episodes. 
I do have his headset though, but besides that, uh, no, I think this is a good stopping point and I'm happy to come back for another episode if you'll have me. Yeah. Once you, uh, once you win rep of the year at HubSpot, we'll get you mm, on. <laughs> that, that's a tough competition. There's some killer reps there. Oh, Carl sure. Ferreira, I'm looking at you. So Yo, uh, I, don't, I don't, I don't think I can, I don't think I can touch Carl for at least a little while. Carl, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Just kidding, Carl. I have no idea who you are. Um, Daniel, I appreciate you coming on. Um, if anyone wants to connect with you uh, to learn more about building the brand, if they want to learn more about interviewing, actually, before we do that, I got one more question for you. Uh, yeah. You seem like a, a well-learned uh, person, and we're big readers, we're big listeners, we're big learners on this podcast. So I'm just curious, like, any topic, are there any books, like podcasts, people you follow on YouTube, anything like that that has been particularly uh, helpful for you or impactful for you in your life? Absolutely. Uh, biggest one, Millennial Sales by Tom Alemo. Listen to that. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, listen to that. Uh, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do a shout out for, uh, for Improvise, Adapt, Overcome by Matt Provins and Neville Rankin. It's a brand new podcast. And so they're awesome dudes. Check them out. They're all about breaking into tech sales. And so, you know, great podcast. Uh, since we're talking about career a lot today uh, and interviewing, I would say Designing Your Life, which is a book by Bill Burnett out of Stanford. Uh, that, that's been a very instrumental book for me. It's actually one of those very few rare books that I've reread multiple times. And coincidentally, I happen to just reread it every time I'm in the midst of a job search. So every two years I read that book. So I've had it for six years. I've read it three times. Designing Your Life by Bill Burnett. I'd highly recommend if you're listening to this episode and if any of this content resonates with you. I love it. Um, all right. Now, the best place has to be LinkedIn, I'm sure. But, but where can people chat with you if they want to uh, connect, get to know you a little bit, or just want a, a, a meme emoji? Is that what it's called? <laughs> I, I've retired the emoji. It's emoji. It's, yeah. It's, it's no longer part of my LinkedIn connection repertoire. Okay. Uh, but uh, if you want to connect, LinkedIn is the place to find me. I do have creator mode on, so you can click follow right on my profile page. Uh, but definitely send me a connection request as well. Cause like I was saying earlier, I run out of connection requests all the time, so I can't connect with you, but you can connect with me. And so definitely follow me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to chat. I love taking phone calls, especially the ones of the hour and a half long nature. So I'm always game to take offline phone calls as well. Awesome. Daniel, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and uh, go out there and, and do your thing at HubSpot, man. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Tom. What's up, everybody? Thanks for checking out that podcast. Uh, happy July to you. Uh, would love if you took 22 seconds and hit subscribe wherever you're listening or watching this. Uh, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, your favorite podcast player. And be sure to check out some of my content on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm Tom Alemo. And on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Tommy Tahoe. Have a great day. Make it legendary. Peace.